Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. And now, Craig Eaton, you want to make the next introduction? Yeah. Now I have a longtime friend of mine, a distinguished trial lawyer from my hometown of Brooklyn, and now the chief of staff for another good friend of mine, Mayor Eric Adams, who's and, and, and Frank is going to be leaving as the chief of staff on January 1st. Frank, welcome back to Cats at Night. Give us a little of the history of what you've accomplished and what you're looking forward to do after this. Oh, thank you so much, Craig, and great to be on again. So, you know, it's interesting. I recently had a breakfast with the mayor, um, and I, I, I said to him, you know, I don't know what idea you had in your head asking me to, you know, to do this job, but I've been irrevocably changed since since I started. It's been an incredible privilege to serve uh, the city of New York, the city that we all love so much. And I, I just has been an incredible experience, and I'll never be the same. And when that day, I, I never forget the day he asked me to uh, undertake um, this responsibility. We were actually at a Met game right after the primary, and I told him I could give him the six months of transition and, of course, a year um, away from my family and, and, uh, and law practice and otherwise career. And it's true. I was just telling some friends recently. I had a chance to see my daughter for uh, Thanksgiving. I didn't see in six months. So it's been quite a, an incredible experience uh, this past year and a half. And one of the things I set out to do in that time frame um, was to first and foremost build the team and build the team in the time frame I had because I, I I knew that um, we had an early primary, which was something that was uh, the first time. Uh, done in a mayoral election, so to not use the time wisely from June to December. Of course, we had a general, but we felt pretty confident of our chances in the general, so we, we said, let's use this time incredibly wisely, and if not, it would be quite, a, quite irresponsible to not enter uh, City Hall on January 1, not completely prepared. So in order to do that, obviously, the first step is build a really uh, a really great team, and the mayor um, was very clear he wanted the absolute best, uh, obviously with an eye towards diversity. And he, he thought if we really put our, our minds together, we'll find the most diverse, experienced, uh, emotionally intelligent team we could possibly um, um, staff City Hall with. And I think we've done that. Absolutely. And, and um, Frank Carone, I wanted to switch because we don't have a lot of time. So, Frank Carone, we wanted to applaud, actually, Mayor Adams for his incredible initiative today where he announced that in an effort to combat the mental health crisis that is plaguing this city, he's issued a directive that would allow emergency responders to transport a mentally ill person to a hospital, even if they don't want the help because they're incapable of asking for the help. Take a listen to what the mayor said, just a snippet here. My administration is determined to do more to assist people with mental illness, especially those with untreated psychotic disorders who pose a risk of harm to themselves, even if they are not an imminent threat to the public. Frank, it's uh, it's Richard Weinberg. I have to tell you, I think that's a great initiative because, as you know, and you and I have talked about in the past, the linkage between drug addiction, mental health, homelessness and criminal activity, it all goes together. And this has to be faced down and dealt with. So the mayor is to be congratulated. Could you explain what this new policy is? Yes, uh, thank you for that, Richard. And, I, and I'm very proud of the mayor for uh, st- being steadfast in, in, in this initiative. And, and this has been on his radar from the campaign and, and throughout. 
I mean, recently we've, we've read stats where a large percentage of the major crimes in the subway committed by those with serious mental illness. So it's clear to anyone who was in the street that we have a crisis on our hands. And we've had teams on the subway throughout the night just watching, learning. And anyone who's out there knows that we have a severe uh, crisis with untreated mental illness who live out in the open, on the streets, in our subways, in danger, and in need. You know, all these New Yorkers and hundreds like them are in urgent need of treatment, often refuse it when it's offered. So today with the mayor saying that it's not acceptable for us to walk past someone who clearly needs help and continue to walk past as if they don't exist and pretend there's dignity in allowing those to be on the streets who can't care for themselves. It's a common misunderstanding, Richard, that, that uh, we cannot provide involuntary assistance unless the person is violent or preventing risk of harm to themselves or others. And what the mayor did today with his order is make clear to outreach workers. If severe mental illness is causing someone uh, to be unsheltered, to be uh, without a shirt, to without shoes, a danger to themselves, we as a city have a moral obligation to help them get the treatment and care they need. And we began today training our workers to do just that. Right. And they're expanding Kendra's law because in that statute, right, if you have an inability to take care of yourself and I hate I'm going to compare now Mayor Adams to like Mother Teresa. I mean, this is what Mother Teresa did in India, not compare. But you know what I'm saying? She said she would literally help people on the side of the road and drag them to get help because it's inhumane. It's it's morally reprehensible to allow somebody to decompose and to slowly commit suicide on the streets. And yet I'm already looking on Twitter and I'm seeing people saying, oh, so instead of stop and frisk, it's stop and commit and the ACLU and they're calling him a fascist. And it's like, how is it humane to allow somebody to just die there? You like know, you these know, people have yeah. they're not capable of asking for help. It's, it, it, it's humanity. It also reduces crime. It reduces it's also homelessness, public health. It's a public health issue. So, so it, it covers a lot of different areas. There's six in, in one communicable diseases yeah. are spread. You look what's in going on in San Francisco, for Frank, example. Frank, Car- Frank Carone, what do you say to people that are now criticizing Mayor Adams for this initiative? <laughs> we, first of all, we don't pay any attention to the noise whatsoever, <laughs> and, and and we really don't. And I, you know, the, just like the mayor said when we came up with our encampment policy, there's no dignity for those to live on the street. He's saying today that we're going to. There's no dignity for those who, who, who exhibiting severe mental illness, a danger to themselves and others. And we're going to pursue legislation that does a number of things, but perhaps really most importantly, uh, that when a person enters a hospital in crisis and gets discharged prematurely that their current behavior is uh, no law and their current behavior is no longer alarming um, as it was when they were admitted that the law will then allow hospital evaluators to consider just how the person was acting at the moment, but also their treatment history, their recent behavior, and whether they adhere to the outpatient outpatient treatment. We're going to expand the list of factors that a medical professional could look at when determining if the person is a danger to themselves or others. And we believe it's the morally right thing to do. Uh, Frank Rohn, John Katsimatidis. Uh, the uh, good. Uh, the last question, because you know, uh, you know how much we all love our city, and uh, right now, between uh, interest rates on new construction going up to eight nine percent, uh, Frank, and uh, uh, no four twenty one a. In other words, ta- tax abatements or any tax incentives for uh, construction. Construction over the next twelve months is going to start. To come to a halt, it affects everybody. It affects uh, uh, construction workers. It affects uh, the real estate industry. It affects uh, what? What do you think? Is there any going to be any sanity in Albany? And uh, and it's also the crime situation. So you got crime, 
interest rates and no tax incentives? Uh, that's the most important question I think we've asked today so far. You know, John, it's a, it's a, a, gr- a great question, and you know, I don't necessarily have all the answers to that. I mean, one of the things that we try to do and do as well as we can is, is really you know, regulate and legislate those things that are in our span of control. In this case, we will need Albany's, uh, Albany's help, of course. And I think that, I think, yes, I think it's going to get to the attention it needs. I think it's not a secret that with creeping interest rates, inflation, and, of course, uh, the current structure, uh, and the fact that we have a budget crisis on our hands, we're going to need, you know, those those really good-paying workers to have those jobs. And we have to build if we're going to get out of affordable housing. We have to build if we're going to invest in the infrastructure for our kids in this great city. So that's the answer, and we're going to do whatever we can to illuminate that to the legislature and those that are um, interested in listening. And at the end of the day, uh, we can't do that on our own. We're going to need our partners in government. I think we're going to find uh, hopefully a favorable, you know, a favorable voice when we get there. Well, well, Frank, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for all you've done for the city, and we wish you best of luck on your new venture. Well, thank you all, and I hope you guys still invite me after January. Yes, we're always invited. All right, thank you guys. Thank you. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 